This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. It is a Friday filled with terrific hockey games. So joining us now is our co-host here, Nate Lundy. You can follow Nate at Nate Lundy on Twitter. And of course, check him out also on the Faith and Noise Podcast with Brad Evans on the Sawdust Podcast Network. A happy Friday, Nate. Uh, and the same to you, Sean. Kind of nice. We hit our uh, we hit that plus one seventy parlay on yesterday's podcast. That was uh, that was very nice. We missed on the other two, unfortunately. But uh, it, the hitting that parlay at plus one seventy kind of eased the sting of missing those other two on yesterday's pod. Yeah, it wasn't my day. I, I'm the guy that had Gonzaga versus Arizona in the final of the college tournament. So, Ooh, ouch. <laughs> well, I had <laughs> so much for that. I had Gonzaga uh, winning it all, uh, and I think I had Gonzaga versus Auburn, so I've been awful for, for over a week oh, now. Okay, well, welcome to your world, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, predicting the bracket is not a lot of fun, but uh, it's still fun to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. More tonight, too. Uh, maybe we'll do a little bit of the uh, – I know I did. I, I just kind of looked a little bit and did a little multi-sport parlay, of course, uh, explaining what I – had on my bracket. It didn't work, but it's fun. I mean, that's the point, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, exactly. let's go over to a, to a pretty stacked a lineup tonight in the NHL. The Penguins, we'll start off with them against the Rangers. I mean, on paper, this is a really close matchup. Penguins 39-16-10, including 21 wins on the road. The Rangers 40-19-5. 20 at home uh, a good a good you know old-fashioned rivalry between these two teams Pittsburgh is slightly favored but what do you see coming on in this one Nate yeah this is one uh, because of how evenly matched they are Sean you make a really good point there uh, that I- I'm actually looking at the total um, in this one instead and the reason being that I- I'm really surprised even that it's at uh, six as opposed to say five and a half and the reason being is these two teams uh, you know, in, in in their in their previous meeting, uh, the final was one to nothing. Um, right. <laughs> this is uh, this is a, a matchup that tends to be kind of heavily defensive, despite the fact that Pittsburgh has the weapons that they do. We know the Rangers are capable of scoring. But, um, you know, you look at these teams, um, Pittsburgh has the best penalty kill in the National Hockey League or excuse me, second best penalty kill in the National Hockey League. Well, the Rangers are sixth in penalty kill. So these are two teams that even when you're on the man advantage, their defense is doing very well. So I think this is the the under is the play here would not surprise me at all to see a final that's like two to one, um, something like that. So uh, for me, uh, knowing how evenly matched these two teams are, uh, especially right there in the Metro, the Pens are uh, number two. Uh, it, you look at the Rangers at number three. I mean, these are just really, as you said, evenly matched teams. So that's when I like to move away from um, the money line or trying to predict the winner and look much more at how I think the scoring is going to go. And I think this is going to be really low scoring. Yeah, that makes sense, too. And of course, we don't have a lot of background because these teams have played once. They will play three times from here out, but they've only played one time thus far this season. Obviously, a lot to play for. Uh, The Penguins are three points ahead in that Metropolitan Division, but the Rangers have a game in hand. So this could be an enormously important game. I'm going to pick the Rangers on this, Nate, because I think this is a pretty even matchup. And when it's an even matchup and I think it's a coin flip and I do, I'm going to take the underdog if it's not outlandish and Certainly, you get basically even money, a plus 100 on the Rangers just to win on the money line. Uh, I think they're the hungrier team tonight by a little bit. I like the fact they're at home, and I like the fact that you have a home team that's a playoff caliber team that's even money. So I will take uh, the Rangers straight up on the money line to go ahead and win that game and see if I can get even up 
on whatever my bet ends up being. I like it. Um, and and I, that is where I'm leaning as well on the money line. I just felt a little more comfortable on that total. Yeah, and I agree with you. It does seem like when you even looked at these two teams' average, especially in their last 10, combined average, they're about at 5.4 goals a game. And that doesn't include every game that they're playing against other outstanding defensive teams in their last 10. So I'm with you. The, The under makes the most sense to me as well. So we'll go over to the Western Conference next. We'll take a look at the Winnipeg Jets, who will be hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets in another game that's in the standings pretty tight. Winnipeg uh, trying to climb back into it somehow. It's looking like a bit of a a long shot at 70 uh, points on on the season where they are. And, of course, Columbus ends up in in the the East. They're in a spot where it's almost lost for them. 67 points. Uh, It's going to take a massive leap to get into the upper echelons of the Eastern Conference. Nobody is in a playoff spot right now with fewer than 80. So Columbus is not quite playing out the string. Winnipeg has to win. Well, what are you thinking? I'm obviously thinking Winnipeg is going to be the hungrier team, but that doesn't always mean anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Winnipeg definitely going to be hungry in this one. But this uh, really comes down, I I think, Sean, to, again, another total. Um, And I'm going to play the over in this one. Columbus gives up 3.7 goals per game. Um, and Winnipeg giving up just a shade over three goals per game. So obviously I'm looking at this as a, well, if the over under is at six and a half, they're averaging on the six line. So let me go ahead and err to the over on this one. Um, because I do think you are talking about a couple of hungry teams. You're right. The door is almost closed. Um, on Columbus as they sit 13 points behind the Washington capitals for that second wildcard spot. But you know, Winnipeg, there's such a, a, a mass of teams sort of all in the same spot in the Western Conference, all of them in those low to mid 70s. And with so many games left to go, remember, because of the winter games break that the NHL had built into the schedule, the regular season goes through the end of April. Um, so even though the NBA is in crunch time now and we're down to single digit games remaining for a lot of the teams in the in the NBA, the NHL still has some time to go. Winnipeg's played 65 games. That means they've got 17 more to go, including this one uh, tonight. And I think both of these teams will be hungry. I think Winnipeg's going to be a little bit hungrier because they're at home and obviously they want to take advantage as much as they can um, to that home ice. But th- because of that and because of occasionally some suspect goaltending on both sides, I'm going to play the over in this one winnipeg is on the second night of a back-to-back they just lost uh to ottawa five to two a bit of a surprise there for the senators to pick up that win so i think winnipeg is going to be hungry to bounce back after a loss yeah obviously the back-to-back though does concern me so i'm going to go on the player sides uh, kyle connor is very quietly if you're not familiar with him having one of the better years in the league 80 points this season 40 goals 40 assists. So he ends up filling up that score sheet. And I do think that the Winnipeg is going to get on the board. So I am going to go with the over one and a half points for Connor. However, he gets it doesn't make any difference. Power play, shorthanded, even strength, uh, goal assist. It doesn't matter. A plus 130 to get over one and a half based on his pace. Uh, that's essentially what, well, likely what he's close to uh, averaging, which is just a remarkable season for him. So I'm going to go with Kyle Connor over one and a half points for that plus 130, because this game to me feels like a toss up. I'd pick Winnipeg, but I get nervous with that second night of a back to back. Yeah, you get a little nervous there. But, you know, 
we've talked about this before on the podcast, Sean, whenever there are games that I am leaning to the over, um, like I am in this one, that's where I like to go find my player props. Um, because obviously we're expecting scoring. That's where I'm going to find shots. I'm going to find the points, the assists, the goal. The other guy that I like tonight, by the way, Mark Shifley, um, who has 11 assists in the month of March, including assists in three straight games. So I'm also going to take him for a single assist, and that you can get that right now at BetMGM at minus 125. Oh, okay, and I said that's that's a good one too. Just one point, uh, yeah, you gotta like that. We will move over to just to go a little south to Colorado, where the Avalanche, after losing to the Canucks three to one in a game that was pretty frustrating for the Avalanche at home, they are back at home against the Philadelphia Flyers. Now the Flyers, of course, traded Claude Giroux. They are uh, basically surrendering the rest of the season. The Avalanche are twenty five four and three at home. They are rested and they are ticked off at, at that loss. End result, Habs are a minus 430. Probably not going to take advantage of that. So where are you going to move for this game? Well, there's a couple of ways that you can go, and you're right. Now, what's interesting is on yesterday's pod, I wanted St. Louis on the puck line, and Philadelphia managed to uh, not only cover but win. Um, they beat the Blues in St. Louis 5-2 yeah. last night. So Philly's on the second night of a back-to-back coming into uh, Colorado where you have a very ticked-off avalanche team, as you just said, because they just lost to Vancouver in really what I thought was one of the poorest performances I've seen the Avs do in the last three months. Um, it was just a very uninspired game played by Colorado in my opinion so I fully expect Colorado to bounce back so obviously the money line we don't want to play with because it is such uh, heavy heavy juice as you pointed out Um, and in fact at some of the books right now Sean as of when we record they actually have the puck line at Colorado minus two and a half as opposed to one and a half I'm going to go ahead and do the standard puck line here I'm going to pay some juice on it but I'm going to take Colorado minus one and a half Um, I've seen this at the various books anywhere from like minus 150 to minus 155 right in that range so you are paying some juice you might decide you want to parlay this together with something but I definitely if we look over the course of the season Colorado has always bounced back after they've had a loss Um, and certainly here at home um, the Avs have a lot of uh, pent-up anger shall we say after losing to those Canucks so I'm going to take Colorado on the puck line minus one and a half bet MGM minus 155. Uh, that's where I'm at too. Even though you you kind of hate being in the in the <laughs> having to pay a little juice to get a one and a half puck line, but I, I get it. I was trying to look at the over under this game, Nate, and I'm thinking, well, with that six and a half, I was gonna go under because primarily I don't think the Flyers are gonna score very many, and I don't know if the Abs are gonna put up seven. But the last time they played, the Flyers scored five, and the Abs put up seven. So I have, I don't really know uh, where to go on that over under. So I'm with you. I think I'm just going to settle on that puck line. If you're looking at any players to go ahead and, and get props and points, your best one is going to be Nathan McKinnon with an assist because he's been money with those. Yes, he's a good goal scorer. There are lots of good goal scorers on the abs. But if you're looking for the, the single guy that's most likely to show up on that score sheet, uh, that would be uh, assists by Nathan McKinnon. You can go ahead and go in that direction if you're going to uh, just for the go for the assist for McKinnon or the point for McKinnon and you could still get yourself maybe a, a little bit of some help but you're going to probably have to find a way to parlay it because of course getting to points he's over one and a half that's even money if you want to just go for assists given the fact that he averages one a game getting an assist is a minus 205 so uh, a difficult one to kind of get a little value out of but then again it also feels like it's the most predictable game of the night so that makes some sense too we'll finish up with the next best team in the Western Conference, that is Calgary, taking on the, well, let's face it, awful Arizona Coyotes. 
the Calgary Flames find themselves having a, just a terrific season. Uh, Arizona is done and done and done. They're the worst team in the Western Conference with only 44 points. That's worse than the Seattle Kraken. So no excuse there for Arizona. This is another one of those. Obviously, this is about as one-sided, as a matter of fact, uh, points-wise, Nate, from 84 to 44. It is the most one-sided game of the night in regards to standings. So how do we extract a little value out of this one? Well, we do the same thing that we did with Colorado. We move and we take the Flames on the puck line at a minus one and a half. That one also winds up at a minus 155 at BetMGM right now. Um, because, again, we're going to stay away from the money line where Calgary is such a heavy favorite. Calgary right now, by the way, on the front end of a back-to-back uh, this weekend. This is the first of the games. Um, and they obviously go up against the uh, the Coyotes. And, and look, the Arizona went through a streak here um, where they won 8 out of 10. Very impressive little run that that the Coyotes went on. But they've now lost three in a row. So they've come back down to earth in terms of what this team really is and what we've seen for the majority of the season. So a nice little run that they went on. They, they jumped up and surprised us a bit. Um, but this is one where I have no problem taking Calgary and laying that one and a half. Um, and as I said, it's juiced up to the minus 155. So maybe you want to put this one together with Colorado on that same puck line and get yourself into positive territory with a parlay. But this should be easy for the Flames. Um, they should not have any issues at all uh, with Arizona. Yes, Arizona can jump up and surprise people from time to time. But I really feel like that little run that they just went on. Uh, and, and then, like I said, coming crashing back down to earth. The only thing that could hurt the Flames is I mentioned the fact that this is the front end of a back-to-back for them at home. Tomorrow night's game, Edmonton. And that is obviously a big game for them. That is a rivalry-type game for them. Calgary has to make sure that they don't look past Arizona. I don't think they will. As you said, they're the top team in the Pacific Division. Um, So I'm going to take them on the puck line. I think they win handily, and then they get ready for what will be a really impressive run. Because, Sean, after tonight against Arizona... They have four more home games in a row. Edmonton, Colorado, the Kings, and the Blues. This is a big stretch for Calgary. Wow, so this is the also proverbial trap game then for the Flames. It it could be, and that's why I said it's the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause, but at the same time, man, it's the Coyotes. And I know they went through a little bit of a flash there, but I don't think that is sustainable for them. I think the three losses that they've got in a row right now is much more what this team really is. I agree. And I'm going to go ahead and find a, a same game parlay there because I also like that puck line, but I, I, I like the under as well. I think the under six and a half makes sense. The last time they played, they got to six. I think the Coyotes scoring punch is, is borderline non-existent. So I can kind of get a same game parlay, put the under with the puck line over at DraftKings and get myself up to a plus 215 and uh, that in one particular i think i can live with if you want to by the way uh, as you suggested put those two together take the puck line for both the abs and the flames that'd get you in plus 174 territory and i bet we could both live with that too absolutely we can that's uh, those are good plus odds all right well that'll do it for us of course on a friday good luck to you with all your action tonight and over the weekend we will be back next week with a little bit more as the season starts really really picking up steam towards the stanley cup playoffs Uh, if you've had a chance to subscribe to the podcast thank you very much for doing so if you have not there's a little button right where you're listening to it's right near where the play is you can just click that and then you can get us right back next week when we are back (laughs) thanks thanks so much for the time Nate. we'll do this again uh, next week 
Yes, we will as we continue to move uh, closer and closer to laying out those seedings for the playoffs. Yes, indeed. That's what we do right here on Sticks and Stacks. Thank you for joining us. Catch you next time right here as part of the Sawdust Podcast Network.